The Terror of Tiny Town, A Corn Tiger's Haiku, by Craig Laporte. Small hearts love big too, but their hearts are the same size as ours, I think. I don't know. I could probably just Google it. This isn't a haiku anymore. I was jumping into something there. <laughs> Waiting for Drake like, to oh, explode. I, I literally like, have no that? idea why this is happening. Oh, how's that? Is that better? Much better. That's better. Okay, there it you is. Know what? Just leave it in. Yeah. Welcome to the Corn Tigers, everybody. <laughs> Season two, episode five. We are covering the user or the listener. Listener suggested the terror of Tiny Town, suggested by listener big philly style as always i'm your host well for this episode anyway craig laporte joined as always by daniel hurt say hi dan hey i'm assuming big philly style is also a user in addition to being a listener but uh but tbd i guess hey everybody we'll wait for confirmation and ty roberts your maestro on the boards hello everyone So, I thought of doing this entire show with a voice filter. I'm just surprising <laughs> you guys. Wouldn't that have been fun? It would have. <laughs> but like most of our, most of our best bits, we burn them by telling the other ones about them. That's right. That's right. It's true. It so would have been a great novelty. Back. Great novelty. It would have been. It would have been. We are going to cover uh, The Terror of Tiny Town, which finished second place, if you remember, two episodes ago on our listener selection slow show. It lost by a single point. And so we're going to give it another chance. I know that uh, half of America is uh, wishing the same thing happens as they sort out their stuff down there right now. But uh, we're just going to go ahead and do it. We're going to we're going to we're going to pick two winners because uh, then we can all just get along and move on together happily. Maybe they should give that a try. Everybody gets uh, a ruin. I love it. Everybody gets a ruin. What could possibly go wrong? Um, <laughs> so we are recording this on an entire generation of pussies. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what could yeah, go that's, wrong. That's what could go wrong. Yeah, I follow you there. If you think that's the worst thing we're going to say today, if you think that's the worst thing we're going to say on this podcast, this uh, let's uh, guys. I'm just going to get it out of the way. Just ready? Are you ready for it? Hmm. Mi- midgets. Is that the right word? I, I didn't don't know, even look but it up. it's going to happen. Damn it's it. going to happen. It's going to happen. Uh, I apologize to anyone who is offended by this. Well, uh, what's the right word? It's, uh, I don't know the right word. Um, to be and specific, just like my haiku though, said, I could uh, probably just Google it, but I didn't. They're not just midgets. They're Jed Buell's midgets. Jed Buell's midgets. They have an owner right. as yeah. well. So this is way back. Well, this I mean, movie like, was a, from- like, a, like, a, like a steward of them. Maybe it wasn't an owner so much. But- <laughs> oh, look, I, of course, they belong to Jed Buell. I think that's what was <laughs> indicated. <laughs> Oh boy! It, oh, quickly off the rails. Midgets. <laughs> no, here we're probably getting ahead of ourselves. We've got some uh, some boxes to check here. Let's go through our usual segments. We will start with G's mail. Oh my God! G's mail. Boom! And we did hear from Giselle this week. Well, technically a few weeks ago. It's been a while uh, after we went through our lather, rinse, repeat, canary in the coal mine bits. Uh, thanks for that, Dan. Oh, we'll cue that Anytime. up again next time looking, she doesn't email. G emailed us and said, first off, I'm doing great. First, uh, You know what? First off, I'm going to do an editor's note on this and say that G seemed a little upset in this message. Um, here, you got, 
and see if you read this the same way. It's going to be hard because I'm going to kind of put my own tone on it. I just have to because I'm reading it. It says, first off, I'm doing great. Just that life got in the way with a lot of things to take care of regarding family. As well, I'm just sick of COVID and stupid people regarding regarding COVID. Uh, I have listened to all the podcasts, although I have to be honest, I did not watch Mean Girls again. (laughs) Having wasted my precious few years left on Tech Wars, I just could not do the same again with this movie. Sorry, but I did enjoy the podcast. I have a suggestion for your next movie review. Apparently, Giselle hasn't paid attention that we had a listener selection show. She's kind of listening. She said she's listened to them all, but then she throws in this. Um, I have a suggestion for your next movie review. How about reviewing a movie that was made from a TV series? Some of these may be absolutely fabulous. Oh, absolutely fabulous. She capitalized so that might be a show that was made into a movie Uh, absolutely fabulous the smurfs sex in the city star trek you get the idea there are much better movies that i haven't mentioned warmly g um she said warmly at the end i don't know i don't know were you guys feeling the warmly i don't know she seems pissed about covid i wouldn't i wouldn't put it on you it's not her fault and the stupid people uh, stupid people about which now one. we don't know which side of the stupidity she's talking about i hope it wasn't don <laughs> get your shit together don <laughs> don and i ever exchanged a word other than a polite hello and a nod yeah. and a handshake well we never had a conversation yeah. I think that's about all you get you know but that's okay because you know what don get your shit together don't piss off my jeep <laughs> just a good woman don come on <laughs> just kidding don we're the mask well. don <laughs> I know it's just a car wash, but you got to put it on. <laughs> so, gee, so gee, we will uh, we'll throw your four or five suggestions here into the episode eight uh, <laughs> bin, where they will be summarily dismissed. I'm sure, but uh, I can't you know, wait. The Smurfs, to, has, the Smurfs has a great chance, right, guys? We can't wait to record a 25 minute episode about how much we hate the Smurfs. That's going to be fun. <laughs> um, so that's it for G's mail. Uh, next segment: Book of Dan. Here we go. Book of Dan. And uh, just a quick note, folks, that what we're going to do is after Book of Dan, we're actually going to try something different for this specific episode because this is such a short movie and there's so fucking little that happens in it that uh, what we're actually going to do is this is going to be almost like a play along audio track if you wanted to watch it and like maybe like a Mystery Science Theater 3000 sort of thing or MST3K for those of you in the know. Um, (laughs) So anyways, uh, I'll give you instructions in just a moment after we do Book of Dan. Book of Dan. (laughs) Thank you very much. (laughs) A little reset. Okay. A caught in a family feud of Louis Anderson's sized proportions, Buck Lawson's keen wit puts him on the trail of cattle rustler Bat Haynes. He must confront Bat, the local sheriff, and even his own father to get the girl in this straight shooter western. But... It's only at the end of the movie, when the viewer is numb to the novelty of a story with diminutive players, that the sense of true terror creeps up. A gut-churning mystery that, once seen, must be confronted. In a town whose current cast of characters need to duck under saloon doors and are seen walking completely inside of cupboards to collect supplies, in a town that was clearly built for full-size humans. The real terror is the unspoken truth about what happened 
to the town's previous inhabitants. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. You know what's funny? Hmm. I started, I was so bored of this movie <laughs> that I started imagining their situation uh-huh. as a 60s Kirk and Spock Star Trek episode. Okay. Yes. That gets there quickly. Where, wouldn't it be great if halfway through this movie, Kirk and Spock and McCoy just beamed down and found this? <laughs> <laughs> That would be pretty it, incredible. It feels like one of those episodes it where they'd be like, what's going on? The town is clearly built for, for bigger people. <laughs> clearly. Clearly. But it's no. not a tiny town. It's a perfectly average sized town. All right. It's right. the people in it. Anyhow. We do okay, see so- at the beginning, though, that he opens a door and it has – it's the only time I saw it. It was right off the hop because I was looking for this. There's a lowered door handle. And it was the only thing they lowered in the whole movie. It's like one hmm. of the first scenes. Anyway, I'm getting ahead. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyways, back but to that the lower idea. Door, sorry, the, the lower door handle made me lose my mind when one of them almost hit their forehead on the saloon door. Like, <laughs> I was dying. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, it, it doesn't go. make sense. Okay, so if you guys want to play along with us, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to watch it, and I think most of us have it through the uh, YouTube subscriber AM Pop Films. That's A M P O P F I L M S. And if you want to head there right now, pause us and welcome. But before back. you get sorry, and before we get started though, we sh- we have to read. Uh, Big Philly Styles, why I chose it. Sorry. Yeah, I'm not sure. Well, well, here's what I'm thinking, Craig, because there's so fucking little that happens in this movie. Would it be okay if we did that while the movie plays? Sure, let's do it. Okay, so on the count of three, we are all going to hit the play button on The Terror of Tiny Town by the user AM Pop Films in YouTube. All right, three, two, one. Wait, wait, sorry. No, I'm sorry. You you said on the countdown. We set set on the countdown. You said on the count of three. Book of Dan. Quiet on the set. (laughs) Quiet on the set. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. I did say that. uh, Yeah, and then I counted down, right? So I should go up for this. People will get confused. Yeah, you're going to want to count up from one, two, three. All right, are you guys ready? Yeah. I'm going to start on zero, though, okay? Zero, one, two, three. So, okay, now I've hit play. I've hit play. Okay. We all have, yeah. Okay, good. So we're all here. We go. This is a, this is a this is a corn tigers first, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Folks, if you have to pause it to go to the bathroom, just email us and we'll pause it too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and just real quick that- before we get into uh, Big Philly Styles' uh, explanation as to why this was a good suggestion, can't wait for that. Um, <laughs> just just a real quick note because this is the only, it's, it's a weird intro on this film, right? Because they I like actually. It. They introduce the film, but they do it, I think, with the express purpose. It's like a, it's an average sized guy with a microphone introducing the film. And then this, um, well, the, 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 the small person, uh, the hero walks up to him and, and then the, the villain walks up and they're both like half his height. And then, um, hilarity kind of ensues, but they do it to, I think, expressly say this is not a novelty film per se. It's not a comedy. It's a straight Western. Uh, just so mm-hmm. happens to have terrible actors, but it was 1938. I think they were all terrible actors. So um, that's fair, and that's that's all. That's all. Okay, now we'll we'll let the movie play and uh, tell us what uh, what Big Philly Styles uh, has as an excuse for this terrible fucking film. Mm, why I picked it. <laughs> I forgot we had a draw for that. Thank you, Ty. You do good work. Um, it's going to work out perfect because by the time we're done to, like discussing this intro thing, these two little guys are going at each other right now. 
uh, trying mm-hmm. to anyway, mm-hmm. uh, separated mm-hmm. by a uh, regular man. Uh, norm- normal? I don't Anyway, see, now this is perfect because we're right into the credits and we can cover Big Philly Style's Why I Chose It. Boom. So uh, here's from Big Philly Style. After listening to the Mean Girls episode, I would like to first start by saying that the thoughts and opinions of the Quarantigers do not reflect those of the movie selector. With that being said... <laughs> With that being said, I picked this fine film because I read about it in a book of worst movies of all time. Oh, you son of a bitch. (laughs) And I personally thought that this had to do with the inherent bias in Hollywood and the mainstream media fake news concerning the plight of little people. (laughs) I also wondered if the actual town was all tiny. It's not. Mm -hmm. Um no. We've come a long way as a society, and I think it's high time that we shine a light on some of the fine work that is out there. Personally, some of my favorite actors belong to this underrepresented group, such as Peter Dinklage and yeah. the guy that played the weird talking doll in Passions. Uh, here, uh, that I did was Peter edit- Dinklage as well. Uh. <laughs> what was it? Uh, t- <laughs> editor's note. I, I wrote an editor's note after I received this because I did a little research. Uh, Timmy Lennox was the cover was the the character. He was uh, played yeah. by Josh the- Ryan Evans. Josh Ryan Evans, who died at age twenty in two thousand two. So R.I.P. Timmy Josh Lennox Ryan isn't Evans. that the guy from the Cranberries? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Um, also, uh, Passions was a great show. Let's just get that out of the way. <laughs> I'm really upset that Phil watched that Phil watched enough Passions to to make that reference. Dana, uh, also, my sister who p- picked Mean yeah. Girls, uh, she loved having that show on uh, as well. Um, I think the whole family loved an episode of Passions here and there. Good lord! Well, I th- yeah, I think we could. Uh, I think we could do a Passions episode, maybe around episode eighty six, eighty seven. We'll get there. I've never we'll heard there. of Passions. It's it's, okay. a, it, it's a soap opera that. You know the shark that Twin Peaks tried to jump? Uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> well, it leaped over it and ended up in space. And that's mm. what uh, Passions is. Okay. It's, a, it's, a, it's a soap opera that's tried to be a parody of a soap opera that oh. the audience isn't supposed to get. So it's, oh. I, I don't, it's something else. If you're I'm in lost. on the joke, yeah, there's witches, there's uh, mystical powers. It's I, like, I do, you know what? I do remember that actually. Now I yeah. do remember having seen that and thought, well, this is really fucking. It's like weird. Young and the Restless meets Xena Warrior Princess. <laughs> nice. So not done here. We, if, he says. Also, I wondered if uh, if the tiny was if the town was all little people and if the villains were too, and if they had a little person oh, yeah. grudge. Or if the town just happened to be called Tiny Town and was attacked by little people villains. I didn't read the book very closely, and I feel there's a lot about the plot I have left on top. So, <laughs> so, so have at it, Corin Tigers. I, will, I trust that you will review this movie with a critical eye and normal, sensitive approach and not just talk about WrestleMania 3. <laughs> For those Which of also, you watching I think, the had video a feed. Battle Royal. Yeah, the, the 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 tiny people in town are singing a song and washing and and horseshoeing a yep. regular sized horse, which I believe is the only time in the One movie of the only. now. Yeah, we see a regular sized horse. Yeah, but the, but the uh, little folks are riding uh, ponies. Yeah, Sheetland ponies, I think they're called, um, is what I heard, and that's why that's why like the whole thing was like, okay, this feels um, this feels kind of. Like, because there's ter- pretty well to scale, more or less, with the uh, the ponies, so that that works. But then it's like, well, why is the whole fucking town regular sized? It doesn't make any sense. Um, and just a real quick note on terminology. So I've got, uh, I looked up, and luckily I found a CBC article about this. Oh, I'm not uh, interested. 
<laughs> well, no, but so there's a guy and the, the gist is like, did you know that midget is a bad word? But so he has dwarfism and he says he'd rather be called a dwarf. And that's fine, I guess, if you have dwarfism. But if you don't have dwarfism, I don't know that it'd be appropriate to call you a dwarf. Well, speaking of something fishy is going on here because, uh, uh, you know, my exposure to um, the little folks are yeah. mostly on TLC uh, freak shows that took the place of more COVID. <laughs> Jesus Christ. When you say <laughs> – now, is that – okay. So, the so the freak show of the 90s used to be Maury and, and uh, mm. Jerry Springer. Yeah. And now we've transitioned into better times and what we have now are TLC shows – where camera crews follow around the freaks mm. uh, for an entire, you know, three, four month period. And so now Ty, if you want Ty's to just, watch the show. Ty's just cannonball, cannonballing right in on freaks here. He's no, he didn't dip a toe. He's right in. Well, you, you know what? Though? Well, this I mean- is what it is. Why is there a show on TLC called Little People Big World or the one where. That's a human interest story maybe. Right, right. Okay. You're not there because they're little? Let's, let's be real. <laughs> So there's, uh, I know of two. I've only seen them sort of as commercials for the most part. There's a one show where it's a couple, little couple. Maybe that's what it's called, the little couple. And it's a little couple. And then they've adopted two um, little kids, one from India and one from China. And surprisingly, Oof. they don't get along. Um <laughs> Guys, if we're doing if we're doing this as a walkthrough, I should point out that a pretty serious plot point. One of the only two yeah. is happening in this movie right now. Yeah. Um, so the uh, the Lawson family, we're looking at <clears throat> Buck and his dad, whatever his dad's name is, Pa Lawson, uh, have found the brand of their uh, arch enemies, the Prestons. Uh, at a camp by a spot where their steer have been being stolen, and they're actually being stolen by the group we're seeing on screen right now. Here's Tex Preston. Tex Preston's face is the most upsetting thing I've seen on film ever. When they get close to his face, he yeah. has several vaginas on each of his cheeks. <laughs> I don't understand what's happening. I'm scared of this man. I'm pretty sure he's dead, and I'm pretty sure whatever is on his face caused it. Well, so I mean, it does bring up an interesting point, and, and that's not to say that there's not some challenges to to people in this set of circumstances. Um, I'm, I'm going to go, I'm gonna go with I'm going to go with little people because um, there, there's you know there's, there's yeah I know <laughs> there's differences though between and he he looks uh, he looks like he's a hundred years old and also maybe forty five. You know, like it, it feels it like, like he's wearing like, a mask. It's kind of strange, yeah. And I feel like there's like a there's a a facial hair deficiency also with this cast because the chef just showed up, the ridiculously German chef. He showed this up. Was so anyway, one of my, does your CBC this is one articles, of my favorite scenes. Okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. That doesn't say shit. Say it anything says, about the difference between so the, the 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 little folks on television today. What just happened? Did he shoot the man? Did he shoot the duck? Why are they both still alive after? Like, yeah, he just gets that's up a great at the end question. of school. What happened here? I was in tears because it just gets up. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's – He's there's, cool. The duck's cool too. Go ahead. Fuck. He was just surprised. Go ahead, Ty. Yeah, sorry. So what? what is the difference between the folks on um, television now who are sort of the stubby-legged type and the proportions of a lot of these folks seem perfectly fine. Perfectly here normal. Is, uh, just shorter. 
This is a website so called softschools.com and the differences between midget versus dwarf. I don't know why it's specifically See, Craig, soft. I wanted you to know I knew Dan was bringing this without even asking. <laughs> I knew it was going to be brought and I oh knew it was Dan God. that it was bringing it. So wow. I figured all I had to do was throw the question out and Dan <laughs> would fly in and sure enough, that's exactly what happened. Go ahead, and Dan. Here is the highlighted portion. The main difference between a midget and a dwarf is that a midget has normal bodily proportions and that's largely what we see here so that's okay, why the so, other person that i saw was a, he had dwarfism and he said call me a dwarf not a midget because that's upsetting for me but i don't know okay so we're watching know? a show yeah with midgets today well i got an ad in three seconds oh. and if you pop yeah, on tlc yeah you okay. should use an ad blocker let's talk if about you, what if our ads you, are if you go on tlc you're watching a dwarf i've got vrbo so, i don't know what this is tlc dwarf yes i'm with you yeah, I'm just gonna stop talking. I'm, I'm no, done. I'm with you. I'm with. I hit skip ads. Go ahead. What second no, marker ahead. are you guys on? This 10, is ten twenty. It's hard to walk. Al- it's hard to watch along and still. Hmm. Where are you- <laughs> What do we have to talk about? <laughs> it's a terrible fucking movie. <laughs> oh. <sighs> No, not much. Um, okay, so um, so you can't have a podcast mm-hmm. where the two of you just go, oh, oh, look at that, oh, oh, oh look at what he just did. That's not going to work. <laughs> that makes no fucking sense. Ninety-five <laughs> percent of the people listening to this are not going to be watching this stupid. I knew this show. was going to be a challenge. I knew it was going to be a challenge. Yeah. It's a great point. That's good feedback. Thank you, Todd. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Um, so what we saw, <laughs> you should was- leave that in the suggestion box. Hmm. You could send that to the Corn Tigers at Gmail. <laughs> Please send it. Nobody else emails us. <laughs> oh, so actually, we are coming up on a um, who gives a shit about the chef and his goose that he's trying to chase it. Yeah, let's out. not talk about what's happening in the film. Uh, the main actor is uh, Billy Curtis. Yep. Okay. Yes. He yep. plays the hero, Buck Lawson. Uh, he's a sharp looking dude. I thought he. Lo- uh, I thought he was a good looking leading man. Oh, he definitely is. Uh, yeah. I looked him up. He's um, first of all, the guy can dominate a horse. That's really him riding that little pony there. Yeah. And uh, I think they should have put him on a regular sized horse, frankly, because that would have really spiced the movie up. But he's also a guitarist. So he's a Ooh. man of many talents. He's by that. far, and you can tell he's an actor in this <clears throat> film. He's not um, winging it like a lot of these other clowns yeah. that they found Like on the, the guy street. that plays his father. Or the sheriff. <laughs> yeah. Terrible. Um, there's some actors here that are, you could be outclassed by a grade two child. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But uh, he's I, he's bringing it. So this guy's carrying the film, and uh, agreed. You know, so so he, he was. Do you he think he very... might be dead? He's probably died. Uh, um, yeah, I think he is. Yeah. Yeah. So Billy Safe. Curtis, nice job in the film. So so on that note, actually, let's talk about because he had a hell of a career as well. And I'm not going to give you the specific number of film credits he's got, but I wanted to give you guys a ch- a choice of who do you think had more film credits. In this oh, list, like this. you like okay. Here we go. Okay, Sam Jackson, Robert Downey Jr., or Billy Curtis. How would you rank those three? <laughs> Billy Curtis being the lead man from this movie, The Terror of Tiny Town. Robert Downey Jr., go- Billy Curtis, Sam Jackson. Where do we stand? Ty, do you mind if I go first? Well, let's let's give people uh, time to think about that while oh, I take but some not audio. Time I pulled, to Google it. So actually, pulled, 
while they're thinking about it, this scene made me very uncomfortable. There yeah, is, me too. That's why I clipped it. There, you can hear oh. this, right? Well, I can hear it through my headphones, but well, the because I'm listening to the movie. Yeah, this is the. I, oh, there you go. Yeah, okay. Um, why did it make you very uncomfortable, Ty? Hmm. Why did this movie? Why did this particular film uh, scene the make scene? you uncomfortable? Yeah. Oh, I just don't like midgets. God damn it. Once okay. Again, uh, I'm going to take a shot at, at gmail.com. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so this actually weirded me right the fuck out because they've it, it, it's, a, it's a dance hall um, saloon scene where there is uh, presumably the role that would normally be occupied by a woman who struts down the stairs and sings a song and everybody oohs and ahs, right? Dan, this um, is a woman. Oh, oh, is it Craig? Is it? Yes. It depends on what state you might be in. Because, oh, okay. Uh, Go ahead. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think the, her name was Fern Formica, right? Okay. I think her name is Fern Formica. And I did the math three fucking times. And each time I came up with, she is 13 years old. I knew it. Oh, my God. So she's I knew so it. Okay. So here's the thing. You take a 13-year-old and then you shrink them down to uh, little person proportions. And it's like, she, she presents very young. Like if somebody told me she was eight years old, I would 100% believe them. You know what I mean? Agreed. Um, so this was like, no bueno. This was such and a weird song. Scene. Uh, the audio on this whole movie is tough to catch and because we're yep. YouTubing it, there's no subtitles available. The yep. only words I can make out in this song consistently are make love to you. And I was very uncomfortable watching and listening oh, to this. Terrible. And now terrible. more so, more yeah. so now. Thanks, Dan. Oh my. Yeah. No, you, well, I, you know, I felt so weird about that. I'm like, cause uh, it looks I, knew, like- I, I know we're talking about midgets, but my brain immediately said, this is a child. And in yeah. fact, I wasn't even sure it was a midget child. I thought they were, in fact, throughout the film, I was spotting people that I thought like extras and stuff yeah. that I thought were just kids because they ran out of midgets. Mm. So they were just throwing in in the background the occasional child yeah. with a cowboy outfit on and you were going to notice, right? <laughs> and I thought, I thought this singer was one of those people that were just a, they just threw a child in and then they picked yeah. the worst possible song. Like why? There's so many no. easy ways to get around that, including not having that kid be in that role. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. they couldn't find a third because there's really only three female characters in this movie. She's one of them. And mm-hmm. then the gal at the bar we're looking at right now, who's uh, I think she's Austrian. And, and and this is like filmed in like 37, 38. So who knows where her allegiances lie. But um, uh, well, I was researching <laughs> the, uh, the film. <laughs> <laughs> I found that it was referenced in the popular uh, show from yesteryear, MASH. Did you yes. ever watch yeah. MASH? Yeah. Well, I, pulled, I happened to track down the episode and pulled the reference um, to the show out um, oh, that we can listen to if you'd like. Um, oh. MASH takes place during the Korean War, and in this scene, Hawkeye and BJ are struggling as morale officers okay. of the disgruntled camp. Here we go. They've been trying to acquire films for the soldiers to watch. And without further ado, let's take a l- listen to this clip. Those new movies you promised, huh? Yeah, yeah. 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 we're on. Right. 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 Right.
everybody, patience. At this very moment, an emissary is tracking down one of Hollywood's finest. Oh, oh, yes, yes. Mr. Show Business now, any luck, Show? So far, the only nibble is a movie called Terror in the Tiny Town. It's a western with an all-midget cast. Oh, great. What do we do? Show it on a pillowcase? With selected tall subjects. I'm serious. It's a real movie. <laughs> you guys think. Who wants to see a shrimp cowboy? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Hateful. Wow, such hate. Yeah, well, this is uh, this is lining up really well with the actual video that we're watching at the moment. Somehow, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, so we have another song uh, segment right now, and this is actually there's a lot of pretend facial hair in this scene. And pretend um, voice work. Pretend and pretend voices. That's right. So, uh, just real quick, circling back to Robert Downey Jr., Billy Curtis, the lead actor of this film, and uh, and Sam Jackson. I think were the options. I'm going to uh, say Sam Jackson, Billy Curtis, Robert Downey Jr. Top to bottom. You saying that? Yeah, that's top to bottom. So Sam Ty? Jackson with the most. Yeah. Billy Curtis second. I'll switch okay. up Sam and and Billy just to be different than. Hey, look at you. Okay. So, uh, Craig was right though. Um, so yeah, Sam Jackson at the time of, uh, of reviewing these, uh, he had 189 film credits, uh, Billy Curtis, 116 credits. That's a lot. Robert Downey Jr. Jeez, only yeah. had 93. So what, I'm sorry, what's the equivalency between these three that I'm missing? Like, uh, well, I just picked it- them as like sample. Like I was trying to demonstrate Over- how actually overwhelming. Prolific- yeah. Yeah. Overwhelming Hollywood oh, success. Oh, okay. Obviously. I thought the other two yeah. had yeah. some kind of thing that I didn't know about. Well, so also on midgets. that note, Mickey Rooney, who I don't think he's officially a midget, but I did look him up. Um, he had 341 credits. Jeez. Like, did the guy ever sleep? 250 of them were retirement infomercials on Fox. <laughs> <laughs> something uh, something also that ties back to credits is I clicked on the top six names. I don't know why I started or stopped at six, but that's where I, I stopped um, to check how many of those people also starred in The Wizard of Oz. And four of them were went on to be mm. munchkins uh, two years yep. later. Yep. Sounds right. Billy Curtis was in uh- – was in the Wizard of Oz too, wasn't he? Yes, he was. I think that was one of his credits. Yeah, yeah. So maybe he had a speaking part because again, the only actor in this entire thing is probably the only guy with any chops. Yeah, big. Yeah, chops. Billy Curtis, and it's, it's so funny to see him because he was actually a reasonable, uh, reasonable actor. Although I'm starting to question. You mentioned he played guitar. Yeah, because in a later scene, he plays a guitar, but he's not playing a guitar. Like he's like fondling the fucking thing but that's about it yeah you know in these older movies i don't know that any of the audio on set actually made it into the film Mm, fair enough Uh, like i i honestly think it's all done over again um because uh, some of it just seems if you if you if you watch it with that in mind a lot of the audio just seems to not line up Mm -hmm. um but it's it's tough like I, i think they're getting some of it in the close-up scenes with like a boom mic, but then they pan out and people are talking and people are walking. Yeah, and they're not yeah. getting audio out of there for sure. So, speaking of of the time here in this particular scene, uh, another one of every scene is my favorite in this movie. Um, <laughs> Tex and uh, Lawson here, Pa Lawson, have a confrontation, and Pa Lawson calls Tex a polecat and says he has the smallpox. And I noted that as just a serious 
fucking burn. Like I couldn't <laughs> believe he hit him with that. That was unbelievable. Hit him with I don't know cat. what the equivalent. Yeah, I don't know what the equivalent is in modern day. Oh, Are people allowed to say here. that now? Polecat? Polecat? I, I don't know. They, I think we can say midget, but we can't say polecat. I, I think we can. Yeah. Into a scene okay. here where it's about to get rough with the horses, with the ponies, sorry. Hmm. And what you're looking at now, regardless of whether these guys can act or not, they're all going to Tom Cruise this scene by doing their own stunts. <laughs> <laughs> they're uh, they're riding their own ponies. They got a carriage going on. They're going to do some dangerous horse stuff that easily could have got one of these little guys killed. Uh, yes. yes. Thankfully True. didn't, yeah. presumably. Mm-hmm. But, Ty, uh, I'm not – Oh, sorry. I was going to say, Ty, I hope I'm not giving away too much information. You have let people know that you are a resident of Alberta. Uh, I assume that you are you have attended uh, the Calgary Stampede I have, uh, yeah. uh, on an mm-hmm. occasion or two mm-hmm. where commonly these types of uh, things lead to someone's death. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Usually the death of a horse, but... <laughs> yeah. Ty is our resident expert on, uh, on saddles and other horse-related uh, Chaps. A lot of chaps. I, was, I, I watched this. Uh, I couldn't believe when uh, Billy Curtis, Buck Lawson, runs the horses off the road with his own horse. And he is clearly sitting on that horse. Yeah. And I thought, yeah. that was a ballsy move. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, you wouldn't see an actor doing that uh, for real in a movie now. For potentially not even Tom Cruise because Tom Cruise uh, plans these things out for months and uh, – the worst that can happen to him is he's going to break a leg, you know. The um, so what what we have right now is actually so yeah, there is a there's kind of a chase scene, a carriage scene, and there's some shooting and stuff. And uh, with within the carriage is the um, lady <laughs> the interest of the film. Yeah, the niece mm-hmm. of Tex uh, Tex Shooter Tex Preston um, Tex Preston. What's did the, you happen to the, look uh, her age up before we make any comments? I did. I did. Yeah. So I can say everything comfortably about this, even if she's not my contemporary. <laughs> yeah. So she was 21 at the time of filming. And the reason that I brought that up um, is it's actually kind of creepy because Bat Haynes, the bad guy in the film, is like making moves on her here and there. But he's also mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. 43. And, you know, I know it's a May-December situation, but he also – because of the maybe the premature wrinkling situation, he looks like he's seventy. Um, yeah, Bad Haynes. Uh, and a few times in this movie, I wondered if they weren't using a woman to play. Okay, him. thank you very much. Thank you so much for sure. saying. That. I'm like, Tad he looks like somebody's side. grandmother. Yeah, he does. He, yeah. He, yeah, he definitely comes up like an old lady dressed yeah. up as a male cowboy, and yeah. that's who the bad guy is in the yeah. film. Here's and he something- even talks like it. Here's something to think about. Picture the car- the guy who plays Bat Haynes yeah. in an all midget remake of The Goonies playing the Mama Fratelli. Oh my gosh, yeah. That's a slam dunk. Yeah, I'd watch fly. that. I think that's a slam dunk. I'd watch <laughs> that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay. So, uh, Yvonne Moray, who plays Nancy, she was referred to by her friends as a small Greta Garbo, who, um, if you don't know Greta Garbo, I mean, well, I mean, you nope. haven't listened to Madonna. That's you don't well, know Greta Garbo. obviously, yeah. Um, well, but yeah, you- she's like a Greta Garbo you could put in a suitcase. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a fun size. <laughs> fun size Greta Garbo. I want to know which one of these, like how many of these guys uh, were ever referred to as not the small version of something. Oh, boy. Do you know what I love about this scene is the two dudes die who were driving the uh, 
carriage. They were shot. Oh, and they don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, and they could care less. And at the end, Billy Curtis says, "One of them was my friend," and he just throws yeah. him into the carriage. <laughs> they just and then drives away and starts hitting on the girl right on the carriage with well, yeah, two dead bodies yeah. inside. You got to strike while the iron's just, hot. Yeah. This was awkward. The lift up onto the carriage. I was like, oh man, dude, really doing your own stunts now. Mm-hmm. Well, so that's the thing. I mean, is it is this a tiny town or is it not a tiny town? Because this doesn't make it look like it's a tiny town. It's, it's small people in a regular town. It's not a tiny town. Well, here town. They, they sit down. They're, they're, you guys are probably two seconds behind me now, but they go to inside a building here now, uh, the bad guys, and they're at a short table with short chairs. But um, And even some of the counters and stuff behind them look like they might even be shorter. But it's, it is interesting that most of – like they have to go up three feet uh, and climb the bar to get a drink. So don't but, you think uh, there's actually something more interesting about what happened to all the people that were in this town before? When we originally I, I brought this movie, that movie. Up, yeah. I thought that there was that the movie was a regular Western and then a group of tiny bad guys came in. To the regular people. That world. would fit. Yeah. That's what I thought this movie was about for some reason. Now that'd when, be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so I was a little, I was almost disappointed when I saw that it was all tiny people. Because what I think that um, Mr. Uh, Bueller, uh, Buell's uh, overlooked here is that they're only relatively funny. Um, and if you take out, see, he's left in some of the real world sized props like and guns those and scenes stuff. that are funny, right? But it doesn't really translate, especially on old black and white film that everybody's small, um, especially since the proportions are all okay, mm-hmm. which we learned is a characteristic of uh, the midget folk. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so this isn't really oh, up, this update. really isn't that funny. Uh, so okay, hang on. I think I should have read that page a little more thoroughly. Midget. Is it- <laughs> Yes. And now he's made a mistake. It's even better. Well, I just went back to it and I see midget is a derogatory. God damn it. It's a derogatory term for a person who is unusually small but well proportioned. The term has well, given look, way we, to the I don't Is it accurate? Cuz I we're well, only here for accuracy. I don't Well, so it says the term has given way to the more favorable little person. I Okay, I guess I'm 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 neither, but I don't, I don't See, the it. problem with little person is it's too broad. <sighs> And uh, they can't – because what if some of the dwarves want to be called little people too? Yeah. They can't just – they can't take it. You know what I mean? Uh, so, it's under 58 inches in height. So, if you're less than – and that's not that short. That's almost five – well, five feet, 60 inches. That's just short of five feet. That's four which times. Isn't, which isn't – it's not nothing. <clears throat> Anyways, I don't know. Whatever. Okay. So, well, I'm going to stick to little, I'm gonna stick with little people. I'm not sure we're going to make it through the second half of this film, guys. I have nothing left to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> You're not. Um... Did you guys hear that noise? I did. What? Ladies and gentlemen, the Quarn Tigers are proud to welcome back our headline sponsor, JV's Personal Massage Warehouse in Malkias, the only personal massage warehouse in Windsor, Ontario, that brings you all of your massage favorites, including the T-1000, Shamrock Shaker, 
JB's all-purpose <laughs> massage oral and shawarma dressing. And now, exclusively at JB's, honoring our renewed partnership with the Corn Tigers for this week only, Chad Buell's Lil Squirt, only $34.95. <laughs> You're a busy lady with no time to fool around much. Slip a little squirt into your tiny purse or hand clutch at JB's personal massage wall at <laughs> Mention the Corn Tigers at checkout and receive a reusable sanitary carrying case. Thank you, JB's, for your continued support of the Corn Tigers. Back to you, Craig. Wow. wow. I am happy. a happy man right now. Happy I'm to so have happy. That's <laughs> a sponsor. That was great. I have never considered mixing my shawarma sauce Along with my <laughs> personal massager oil, but uh, it's, a, it's you know, an all-purpose Earl uh, JB's all-purpose. Ne- <laughs> you never know when inspiration is going to hit. Uh, we're getting a good side view of uh, Texas face right now, and I'm super upset again. That's yeah, just really it's, it's intense. Although, <laughs> what is although, the side? What is the side story with this chef? Because I have to admit, I kind of started tuning out whenever I saw this guy on the screen. He's just, uh, he's just basically relief. there for comedy relief. Like, I think so. Like, I mean, and, chase him. and does that facial hair look drawn on? A little bit. That is a closely clipped, incredibly closely clipped um, uh, goatee situation that he's got going on. Dan, but, go back to your CBC article and ask, see if it says anything about hormone issues. Okay, I didn't want to. This isn't. Uh, this isn't NPR. I don't. Uh, well, maybe we can do some <laughs> research. I, you know, I I did kind of wonder though. I mean, like, because because you you mentioned um, the uh, fuck Bat Haynes, Bat Haynes, who was little little Billy. What the hell was his name? The, oh, see, so the character he's credited as Little Billy Rhodes, Little B- Billy in brackets, but there's no other like name for him. Um, so little Billy Rhodes just looks very um, old ladyish. So you wonder, like, are there things that we don't know about? There's got to be things we don't know about. Guys, I'm not. I'm not trying to set anything up here, but this this should be a short review. Like, I'm not. That's not just me setting up a pun. Uh, I think we could. Are we good? I think we. I think we could move move this along. Uh, Did we do and it? Talk about. I can't believe Billy is about Winners to mac on his mac on this chick, and you guys, instead of taking notes about how this guy gets it done, we're just going to gloss <laughs> over it. He look at him strum. He strums like an asshole. This is this is what I'm saying. I, I well, actually, wasn't I wasn't on board 100 percent with this. Uh, watch the yeah. movie and talk about because I knew that it was going to be longer. Uh, again, I'm not setting up a pun here, but this was the shortest set of notes I've had on any movie that we've done. Uh, I only had like three and a half pages. I. It's, I knew that this was not. There's not a lot here, guys. All right, the, well, guys, favorite, you can my, just close your YouTube window. Um, Bat Haynes explodes in the end. Uh, he got, yeah, gets taken out by Launched his side into piece. a space by a stick of dynamite. That was pretty great, by really. Side piece. Yeah. Who saw that coming? That he oh, was going to be killed by dynamite. Not me. <laughs> not me. Killed by regular size dynamite too. I, I thought for sure like the movie no would way. end with his uh, him inside of a barrel with his legs hanging out at the. At Jesus the Christ! <laughs> One of my favorite things, though, about this whole story, and it's just because it was you know told in 1938, I think, and they didn't know how to make a movie with a plot twist and how, how to make you wait for anything. Is almost every scene for the first 45 minutes of the movie is immediately referencing something that's going to pay off in 45 seconds or less. Like mm. there's absolutely no 
like minutiae to any of the storyline at all. It's it's like, hilarious to follow yeah. along with. Quick note, Nita Krebs, um, who who is the one with the dynamite. Um, she was thirty three at vampire. the time of filming. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, why? So, what's with the, the way they've named these characters in some spots? You've got, uh, hang on, you've got the vampire. Oh, god damn it! Well, I think this is just a property of movies in the '30s, and that's why I'd like to propose a ten-episode ban on movies from the '30s. Um, oh, yeah, I think going forward, that. yeah, that's reasonable. <laughs> <clears throat> Yeah, the hero, the girl, the villain, the rich uncle, the rancher, the sheriff, the cook, the vampire, the blacksmith, the barber, the old soak. Like, what? Wh- who is? What? Ridiculous. All right. What else? <laughs> how do we? How do we close this? <laughs> oh, that's a good question. Winners. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Do we want to try to bring back a segment that we did once? Yes. And then do again. Spitball and sequel. Yes. Yes, please. (laughs) 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 I don't even know what to do with this. Uh, Now, now, Ty, maybe you lead us off here because I, I feel like you have something. Well, I think that in the sequel, there should be two... They should keep it so that there's still bad blood between the two families okay. and so that there's a conflict okay. in the tiny town. Mm-hmm. But of course, they're going to need to reunite mm-hmm. to fight a common enemy, which is Daniel Craig, <laughs> Harrison Ford and the aliens. Okay. As I'm, what I'm suggesting is cowboys versus aliens versus tiny town. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I'd watch, I, that, I, I'd watch it. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing. Maybe let me let me give a little detail on mine to see if it matches. More that something has happened that's alien uh, influenced in this town that has made everybody small. Hmm. Hmm. That's kind of my, that was my I would take cancel on it. both of those ideas to to go off my off the cuff idea at the beginning, which was turn this into an episode of Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> Where it turns out this town is not on Earth. It's like some that, kind of dude. That is so perfect for yeah. freaking Star Trek. Yeah, it was like a colony that got built or something, and the gravity is like super strong. So, every, like three generations later, everyone was like super short. Oh, and they'd then, be a lot uh, sturdier though. Yeah. Well, well, who's to say they aren't? Some of them. I mean, they're riding sturdy. horses off the roads. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. Um, so. If I had to, if I had to take a shot at this, the the sequel, <clears throat> I, I think it opens with a average size bloke riding into town um mm-hmm. looking a little perplexed and not really feeling well feeling welcome and uh yeah they're a little frosty in their reception and you know he tries to make do maybe maybe work in town a little bit or or, or help out here and there and then somehow stumbles on either uh, a cave with some regular sized bones in it or um maybe a mass grave i don't know <laughs> yeah, I, I like I, – I think you could take the last 10 minutes of this and yeah. switch it around and make it into one of the best Twilight Zone episodes. <laughs> it's got potential, <laughs> it's right? True. Like because yeah. what are the odds as a whole town is filled with little people? It, mm-hmm. It's impossible, mm-hmm. right? Like it doesn't make sense unless it's a novelty thing that they're all – it's like a tourist attraction or something ridiculous, right? Like so it doesn't make sense. So it, the reason that they're all there is what? 
he goes into the barn at the end and there's a bunch of regular sized people hanging upside down on meat hooks. <laughs> maybe. Or or maybe they're like, they've got them working underground. They're mining, you know, and so oh, now they're yeah, like a yeah. slave race. I don't know. Or uh, this is kind of ripping off one of those uh, WXON Channel 20 Detroit afternoon horror movie spot. Dietrich first. Um, it turns out. By the Dietrich family. Do you remember that movie where it was a bunch of this old couple had set up like a trap in front of their mansion in the in the middle like of nowhere and a fa- they families would come and get stuck in this road and then they'd have to stay the night over at the old people's house and so there's like good. 400 dolls in the house like porcelain dolls oof no and it turns out the old couple were turning these people that were stuck in front of their house huh. into the dolls huh. and so all the dolls in the house were alive and they were in on it and they would try they would terrorize the family at night Jesus. and by the end of, by the morning all the family would be porcelain dolls added to the collection oh, and nice. then and then the movie of course ended with another family getting stuck in the <laughs> mud in front nice. of their house yeah but that could be like it, this could have been one of those kind of movies where yeah. you know this rube comes into town and what's going on everyone's nice and then he gets shrunk down to like the rest of them and now he has to live um like as an outcast from regular society in the, mm. into the tiny town. <clears throat> Anyways, <laughs> winners and losers. I won't lie, guys. I, I haven't even really put much thought into this, even though we do it literally every show. Hey. Uh, do you guys want me to go first or go last? Uh, let me. How can about I go? You go, oh. and none of us go. Okay, Dan can go. Well, I was just going to say. <laughs> I really feel like Billy Curtis was a winner in this situation because the I liked hero. him in the movie. He had a ridiculous career. Um, good for him. And maybe he stepped a uh, small Greta Garbo. I don't and know. Let's make the loser the poor girl that had to sing about uh, making love. Oh, Jesus Christ. Fern for Micah, that poor kid. Year old. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. No, I think that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Diamond Dolly was her uh, stage. Diamond Dolly. Was her, was her name in the show, yeah. Yep. Oh, jeez. Yeah. That's a yeah, makes everybody suicide if I've ever heard uh, one. Yeah. You know, uh, Bat Haynes, I think as a cowboy that sounded like he was from the Bronx, maybe he could be the loser for me. Because mm-hmm. I was I was okay. thinking That's Diamond fair. Dolly. But, uh, I mean, yeah. you got to let Jed Buell walk away as a winner because um, hey, uh, 100 years later, he's got a personal massager named after him. That's <laughs> true. Uh, my, I'm only going to name a loser. It was whoever was responsible for doing the makeup on a good old Texas face and had to you know, paint those folds, whatever was going on. Not enough on tape. There. Not enough tape. Not enough tape. I, Ty, oh. I really, I really expected you to come in with a Tex Cooper reference. Thank uh, you. Along the way on here. Okay, I knew there was a Tex uh, I was I, missing. Because I mistakenly called him Tex Hooper uh, a few times. Tex Hooper, uh, Norm, the old Norm McDonald character of the uh, exiled uh, country music singer, comes back after you know twenty five years away. With hits like Manhole Inspector. Mm-hmm, uh, yeah. And what are some of his other songs, Ty? Here's some Honky Tonk 2000. <laughs> Honky Tonk 2000 was a good one. Yeah. If yeah. we could get a clip of Manhole Inspector on here quickly, I think that could do really yeah, well. Yeah, maybe we'll save that for another episode. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> uh, don't need no woman because you know I just neglect her. I just want to be a manhole inspector getting down in the manholes i really it's been in my head all day <laughs> there you go so uh guys i don't understand any are, of this 
it's, <laughs> it's understandable. This is uh, the end of the episode. I think we're going to call it a day. I'm finally going to hit stop because I haven't yet on the Terror of Tiny Town. Sorry to everybody who tried to follow along with us. We only got 40 minutes and 23 seconds into an hour and two minute movie. But Jesus. I think that was enough. I think that was enough. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, I yeah. do have ready to go a random number generator because you two guys had previously agreed that you're good for a coin flip on this one to decide who gets to pick the next episode. Yep. So I assume I'm ready you both, to go. Yep. I assume you both have something ready to go. Oh yeah. Uh, yep. <laughs> I have a ra- the Google random j- number generator. I'm going to just make it from one to two. And again, Wait, you guys, what? it's only at <laughs> what? Cause it's a coin flip. It's a coin flip. Okay. Uh, whose turn was it on based on the last order? It was uh, Dan, I believe, right? I think Dan, I you're went to get number one. Yeah. You okay. went second. You went second. Yeah. And Ty went third. Yeah. Uh, so Dan, you're number one. Ty, you are number two. Yeah. Do you guys just want to do this once or do you want to do it two out of three? Because I know neither of you trust me anyway. That's true. Should we do five out of seven? What do you want to do? Let's just do a Let's best of 15. One. Let's just do one. Okay. Round robin. We is that Dan a- is one. Ty is two. The number yeah. on my screen is one. That means it's me, right? Dan, you're, Dan you're, you get the win. You get the call. That means the next it's one. me. Very good. Okay. So, <clears throat> you know, Craig, you did such a nice job introducing your, um, uh, your fucking big Phillies, um, abomination of a choice here. But, um, so one of the things that I noticed is that we have, we started this program as a, kind of a documentary gong show review thing, right? And then we finished that. And then we we said, hey, let's just do a new thing for season two because we can't do Tiger King anymore. And um, then we just – we seem to have gone down this rut of just films. And I feel like there's, there's an imbalance here. And I, I want to try to counter that balance. So what I'd like to do yes. is I'd like to offer up something a little bit different. That is, it's actually a story of two brothers and it's, it's a really kind of bizarre story, uh, but it's, it's all audio. And uh, one of their names is Jack. The other one's name is Jake, which is strange in and of itself. Right. But it, um, it is, it's, it's an album that I, uh, this is part of the, why I chose it maybe, but it's an album. It's one of the few albums of its type that I had purchased as, as a young man that really stuck in my head. And then I recently kind of found it again and I thought, Ooh, this is interesting. So it's these two, it's, it's sorry about two brothers and they're actually, um, they're kind of acted by two, um, not brothers, kind of like two pseudo brothers and their names are violent Jay and Shaggy. And that makes this the amazing (laughs) Jekyll brothers by insane clown posse. Oh my God. And you can find the entire album on YouTube uh, if you just look up The Amazing Jekyll. That's J-E-C-K-L-E Brothers on YouTube. It's probably and on it has, Spotify too, right? There's, uh, could could very well be, yeah. But the, um, I know so this I, is our first venture into audio, so it might yeah. be worth it. Oh, and that's just it. I mean, and, and, you know, when we first started this season, it's like, let's do anything we want. And then it's like, let's do this movie. Let's do that movie. Let's, let's fucking mix it up. This could go terribly awry. I don't know. But um, yeah, so that's what it's going to be. The Amazing Jackal Brothers by uh, ICP. Se- 17 songs, an hour and nine minutes, uh, released in 1999. There you go. And there so you're you saying that this this album tells a story over the course of the album. Kind of. Is well, that I mean, the idea? A, you know, so we're going to talk about it more next next time. Okay. 
I don't want to make I this the songs, thing, right? This isn't the thing. I this is see, just a selection. Sure, I do see I do see songs featuring Old Dirty Bastard and Snoop Dogg. Yep, yep. Uh, you know what? I you may actually like this. I don't know because I okay. And and this is going to be a big thing for the for the next episode. But there is obviously some completely insane, batshit, crazy, like fuck. I hope no one hears the things I'm listening to right now. Stuff that's in here. But then there's some other stuff that's like that's pretty damn good. Um, and they've got oh. some really, really interesting stuff going on in there. I think there's a lot more. Um, now, All right. that's this we'll is it. That, that's it. I don't want to talk yeah. more about it because that's going to be for the next sure. episode. Sure, that's yeah. fair. This okay, is, you Ty. might make the next episode ten minutes. Could be. All right. That's going to wrap it up. Thanks, Philly Style. Big Philly Style for the suggestion. Uh, as always, Man. The Corn Tigers is written, written and produced by Craig Laporte, Ty Roberts, and Dan Hurt. Sound and editing by Ty Roberts, who also uh, moonlights as our best boy, Grip. Uh, music is from Kevin McLeod <laughs> at filmmusic.io. And sounds are from Zapsplat when they work. Thanks, Zapsplat. See you guys next time. <laughs> Gentlemen, say goodbye. Bye, Bye everybody. <laughs> hey, pick up a little squirt from JB's and tell them Ty sent you. That's right. Is there, is there a coupon code or a uh, squirt? No, you're getting the free carrying, a sanitary carrying case. Jesus. Um, that's all right. Hashtag, if you hashtag tripod. You can share your picture. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>